The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Alright, strike me. I can't do that. By the word of the Lord, strike me. This is a command from God. I'm sorry, I, I can't, I respect you too much Okay Because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord Surely, as soon as you leave here A lion will kill you Now good day, sir You there, strike me <coughs> Thank you King, king, king Man Stop. We'll see what's the matter. I, your servant, me, I, I went out into the middle of the battle and, and someone, someone came to me with a, with a fugitive and he, and he told me to guard this, this prisoner. And he said, if he comes up missing, it's going to be my life for his. Either that or I'll have to pay a talent of silver. And, and as I, as I went about my day, I looked up. And the man was missing. Hmm, I see, I see. So this matter seems simple. So shall your judgment be. You have decided it yourself. Interesting. Thus says the Lord, because you have let slip out of your hand a man who I appointed to utter destruction, therefore your life shall go for his life and your people for his people. Welcome to a riveting tale of 1 Kings chapter 20. In this chapter, we witness the clash of two kingdoms as the arrogant and boastful Syrian king Ben-Hadad sets his sights on the land of Israel. But God's hand is at work and he rises up an unlikely hero, King Ahab, to defend his people and prove that with God, all things are possible. So come with us on this journey of triumph and redemption as we uncover the timeless lessons that can be learned from this epic confrontation. As always, be blessed and enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Air podcast here with your host, Nikaz Gay, Earl Roberts, and we have a special guest today. Steve for lot. <laughs> I thought you was going to say it. You put on that radio voice. Radio voice. Yeah, it sounds smooth, bro. You straight. <laughs> All right, so we have a good friend of the pod, Steve. Went to school with us. Went to college with us. You should be doing this introduction. 
Yeah, yeah. Friend of the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> One of my boys who admit to me that he used to like the show, then he fall off hard. Then he bounced back. He, he boxed slide at first, right? Then he bounced back and was just sharing it with a whole bunch of people. Yeah, it's a few people who, who are my friends, bro, that they, they talk about the show like... Like they had such a life changing experience, <laughs> man. and I appreciate it, bro. So I know I was like, bro, we gotta get you on the show. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a few people who I feel that way about, you know. And anybody else, if you're interested, and if you come to Orlando, you know what I mean? Just check in. We always want some some guests. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We we got we got to start bringing our guests back. But we ain't had we ain't had guests in a minute. Real talk. Last guest we had was Dominic, and that was a couple episodes ago. So we got to bring back our guests. But yeah, man, definitely appreciate you stopping in, checking in. Yeah, yeah it should be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, be fun. fun. <laughs> um, before we even get like, into the episode, I was reading um, First Peter. It was the first, second Peter. Second Peter chapter one, first, like, five, right? Um, I was reading it this week, and it just, like, stuck to me. Someone just... Read it again on the pod, and it says, um, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge temperance, and to your temperance patience, and to your patience godliness, and to your, and to your godliness brotherly kindness, and to, and to brotherly kindness charity. And was, what like stuck to me with that is because like usually you hear some people... Especially a lot of young people who say, man, I don't need to like, you know, study more because I already say if I got my faith, my faith gone save me. But in the Bible itself, it's saying, you know, add to your faith, the knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Like add to your faith, these things. And just as a quick point to like, you know, some people who feel like, you know, I don't want to say faith isn't enough, but at a certain point, you got to add to your faith. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta study more. You gotta build your relationship with Christ. You gotta build your relationship in the Word. You gotta you gotta know more about the Bible as you continue on your journey of faith. Because at a certain point, you feel like you you feel like you just feel like you like you're not gonna be growing anymore. You know what I'm saying? So like you have to add to your faith all of these things that, that it says in first and second Peter, verse one. The two and the one and the same thing always <laughs> But yeah, man, like, I mean, because I've run into a lot of people say, yeah, I got faith. I don't need nothing else. I've got to read the Bible tomorrow. I've got to pray because I already got my bro, faith. Bro, bro, that used, that, that, that used to bother me, bro. That used to bother me, bro. Like, oh, no, I don't need to read the Bible no more. But me and God, we have our connection. You know what I mean? I don't need to read the Bible. But I'm like, bro, if God is telling you something about him that you can learn more about him, like, you wouldn't know that unless you actually read it, you know? And there's a lot of people who just don't know the stories of the Bible. I mean, like, through this pod, we're learning more about the Bible. Yo, I learned something this week from Genesis 2 that made more sense to me this week, studying, like, the Hebrew with some of the words being a little bit more deaf, that changed my whole understanding of what, when God cursed Eve, what that actually means. Mm. And if I was never adding to my faith... I would have not learned that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's... Yeah, so it's like certain things you would just never know if you never... Like, if you just stop studying. And, like, it changed your perspective on God's grace, His mercy, His justice, how things are more I mean, balanced in the world. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like... You just got to keep on adding to your faith, man. You have to keep on constantly studying God's Word because... Like, think about it. We did Genesis 2... Way back in 2020. You know what I'm saying? 
me going back studying something that we ain't covered in the pod in almost three years, mm-hmm. I still learned something new that I already thought, bro, something else new I could learn from this passage. Bro. <laughs> even, even the first time we actually read Genesis on the pod, it was like, bro, what are the odds of you re- learning something in Genesis? Like, we should have passed out in <laughs> elementary school, bro, like, <laughs> Sabbath school. Like, we, we, we know all of these stories, bro. Exactly. But then it's like, oh, wait, God himself came to Cain and tell him, if you do not do a good sacrifice, sin is at your door. It's like, hold on, so Cain was really out of line. So like yeah. it had more context and these certain things that you may have forgotten or may have never learned, you know? Exactly, exactly. One thing I wanted to say no, on your first point, mm-hmm. Revelation 3 verse 5, right? He that, And I, I like Revelation because we know this is something futuristic. <laughs> Some people believe it already happened. I'm not one of them, but... Revelation is a is we know it's a prophecy, and you know it, this is talking future tense. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before angels. So here, in this just short sample, Jesus and this is Jesus speaking. By the way, Jesus is mentioning that. This person that overcometh, regardless of what they're talking about overcoming, he's saying that I will not blot this person's name out, which means that your name can actually be blotted out of the book of life. Ironically, huh? Ironically. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So future tense, Jesus talking about when it's time for us to get to heaven, to have eternal life. He's saying, you do X, Y, Z, I will not blot your name out. However, some people believe John 3, 16, he that believeth shall have everlasting life. So as soon as you believe... That's a that's a permanent name in the book of life. You understand? That's it. You don't gotta you don't gotta grow. You don't have to you don't have to um um stop sinning. You're, mm-hmm. you, you like you don't have to like grow from your sins. You understand? Like people believe like you could be content in everything you're doing right now. You don't gotta completely change. Come just as you are. These things that we yes. quote that ain't explicitly in the Bible. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's used in a negative fashion. Some people some people take these texts and they have confidence to live their life however they want to live. Even if they are resembling the enemy by living their life, they feel like, because I believe Jesus is God, that is that is all that's required. Exactly. I got to add a point to that. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping so, you <laughs> so, so, something, something, something Kazia say on this part all the time, like the Bible is a full book, bro. Like the Bible is a full book. And the fact that people is often like, like you were saying, like they take a text Mm-hmm. And they just just run with it, mm-hmm. you know. And I didn't really passionate over here about it. And I, I feel some type of way sometimes too because people just look at me and be like, "Well, in use Adventist, you you have to do this, you have to do that." And they just take a text and just add that to my Adventism and whatnot. And I don't really like that. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But then when you read more about the Bible, um, and I've read the Bible cover to cover many times. Fun fact, and. <laughs> I, okay. I, I, no, 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 no. No, 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 Okay, Mr. Bible guy. What's crazy is, what's crazy is, right? Stephen G. White. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Stephen G. White is crazy. What's crazy, but what's crazy is, right? I read it cover to cover so many times, but now that I, you know, listen to y'all podcasts and stuff, like y'all said, I learn in way more now than I did before. Before, I had to read it. My mommy used to go read the Bible, go do this, do your little book report, you know, do what you're doing. But now that I reading for fun, I listening for fun, like I having a good time doing it, I learning so much more and we even halfway through. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like you said in Genesis? Hey, in y'all, Genesis y'all, should, y'all should hear this man off mic. He's like, so what y'all can do when y'all finish the Bible? I say, oh yeah, 20, 20 years from now when we finish the Bible, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. You know, I wish we could have done finish the Bible so we could do it again and again and again. But sadly, and y'all probably could learn again when y'all go through it again. Because, bro, tr- truthfully, bro, good book. some of my takes when we were in... I don't know, let's say Exodus. I, I don't share the same opinion before. Like, I remember I used to be so fixated on, on mentioning black people when we were in Genesis, bro. See, I was black. I remember, I remember. I saying, no, I like, I don't share that. I don't share that no more, bro. Like, like for real, bro. Yeah, the we, we had some interesting times, man. We had like a report card on characters as we were going oh, yeah. that, that, that was cool, though. That was, that was, that was cool, cool, though. That was cool, I was though. Y'all yeah, funny. I was thinking we should add segments, bro. So that way, if we have less like, like on them times when we breeze through a chapter or uh, just a quick chapter, we could add a segment or something. We've been, we been talking about like, we gotta do it. Yeah, like, we do a podcast back, bro. Because yeah, yeah. Samson, yeah, Samson, Samson deserved that. No, we can, okay, Samson deserved that. Samson, you my boy, bro. I feel like a lot of people. All right. <clears throat> so we can do this right now. So for me, I feel like Samson should have been like a superhero, bro. You see what I said? As a kid, to, to me, like, you know, when people talking about Incredible Hulk and all that stuff, they like, Samson, bro. <laughs> Samson. You see what I said? Yeah. Samson, boy. But like, just because he wanted to do his own thing and he was so selfish, I was like, bro, you could have do so much more, bro. Mm-hmm. If you just wasn't in your head, if you wasn't selfish, if you wasn't, and then everybody, I think we, some people is, is look at that and be like, oh, well, he still do something good. No, bro, that ain't enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can be real with you. That ain't enough for me. In the end, because he could have did, he could have, he could have been do something like that, bro, easily. Had he just kept his eyes on Christ the entire time. Are you grading on a curve or are you grading based on that? <laughs> What what was expected of him via God? Yes, I think I agree. Yeah. Based on what was expected of him via God. So what's more important? A person's journey at the beginning or at the end? I, I think the, the journey to the end matters. Because in the end, like we all working towards getting where to heaven, right? So mm-hmm. that's our end goal. So mm-hmm. I think the end matters more than the beginning. Because in the beginning, we born in sin and, you know, all that. I feel like Steve was one of them people <laughs> in the parable, right? <laughs> who the worker hired from the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people like Samson come right at the end mm-hmm. and they make the same amount of money as you. Right now, I'm like, I'm but in the contract, you, you agreed to get one denarii <laughs> for your work. You signed that contract, bro. You're right, you're right, you're right. No, but I was doing this more than you know. But I'll tell you, like, uh, my mom saw a school teacher at, um, at Hillview, um, light skinned fellow. He had a, like, he's an entrepreneur. I, I remember being him. That was your boy. I, uh, I, I didn't like him, though. Chris Sawyer. Sawyer, right? Sawyer. We was talking to only. Cause bro, I used to come to church. I, I I didn't like the fact that I at the age of like fifteen had to move to another church. You know what I mean? All the work I done putting at the province seven for this church. And I gotta go to Hillview. I used to come to Hillview, but I used to look like a girl to the mall, bro. I used to have on camel pants, polo shirt. I I used to sit in the balcony when my mommy wasn't around, so I putting on my shades. I in church, bro. I in church normal, bro. And I used to be we used to, my mommy them 
I mean, I'm, if she could open the church if she if she wanted to, but like, they, you know they like the church early, bro. Like, yeah, dog. So so we there, and sometimes we there before Sabbath school start, but that's that's how early it is, bro. Like oh, yeah. like for real. And so the only Sabbath school event that I ever attended, um. And I, I, I enjoyed it, though. This is right before I went to Oakwood. And I was like, bro, y'all so cool, bro. I wish I wasn't being stuck up this whole time. But you live and you learn. But we were talking about Samson. We were talking about Samson. And um, and I was really getting on Samson. I was like, bro, how could this man fall for the same thing over mm-hmm. and over? And so I was like, bro, I guarantee you, if you could talk to God or the devil, they would tell you that. Because Samson fell like three times, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially to Delilah. And he say, I am sure. I assure you that there is a sin, a personal sin to you that you have fell over ten times. You understand? Mercy. And it's an eloquent do it, like you know what I mean? Like it's clean cut, do it. And I was like, you know what? I going too hard on Thompson. You see what I said? <laughs> and so when we when it was time for the pod, I had to wrestle with that because now when we read Thompson the second time around, because remember the first time, the very first episode, our first Samson. episode of Thompson. Now a year later, you remember like like Thompson's here, we grew. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. so I read this and I wrestling with this because I'm like, now I really understand the magnitude, the, the magnitude of your role, bro. To whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. You were given a lot, bro. And you did not do a lot. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? And so truthfully, I'm just like, bro, if we scale this to each of our lives, <laughs> will we pass on in this grade? That, and that's why I ask you if we're doing it based on human or if we're doing it based on law <laughs> expectations. You know what I mean? But it's interesting though. Like one of my... One of my, like, questions, through God, hopefully I make it to heaven, because I want to ask God, like, did I live up to what you expected me to be? Mm. Because our life, we chose our free will paths, and, you know, our paths, our choices lead us to where we are at that moment in time. But God also has a plan for us, right? And I want to know that, did I meet your expectations? Did I halfway? Did I 75% it? Because God knows our full potential. Like, God will be pleased with what we okay. do. You know what I'm saying? But he knows, like, yeah. God knows, like, bro. Like, if you take the parable of the talent, the, the master knew that each one of them capabilities, yeah, right? Yeah, according to that, yeah. Exactly. So God knows what you was capable of. So, like, right. at the end of the day, did I bury my talent in the sun, even though I probably could have doubled it? I was giggling because I was like, but you suppose God said, but you're, but you're supposed to have been walking on water. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you read the New Testament, right? And, and, and like Christ told the disciples, it, like even the things I do, you guys will be able do to do and do even greater than yeah. what I did. I know, but sure, I ain't never cast out no demon. Wait, what's this? I ain't never heal no broken leg. I can't even heal my own guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it was a lady at my job when I used to work at the bank in the Bahamas. And they knew I was Christian, so you know we would just have convos a lot. And one day she she quote that line. I said, "Wait, that's not in the Bible, bro." Mm. I didn't. I wasn't even aware that Jesus said, "Bro, y'all would do great." great I was like, "Bro, how, bro?" Like I'm like, "Bro, just don't even make sense." You know what I mean? But I was I was ignorant. I was speaking out of ignorance. You know what I mean? But it, that is what he said. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, mm. like God's willing. I would love to be in that predict. Well. I shouldn't say love, because I guess the certain stances would be kind of weird, right? But it would be interesting to be in a predicament where you are face-to-face with someone who you, like, ministering to when they actually need, like, divine intervention. And through your faith, like Elijah, we all have the, like, capability to actually perform a miracle for them. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just interesting, because it's something that we wouldn't know until we actually get to talk to God. Really? But it's a, it's a, it's a question, because God... 
uses us and i'm sure we've seen ways god has used us already in our different lives i know i have but it's like to what extent because mm-hmm. like am i doing level five work when i really should be in in college mm-hmm. or am i really should be in grade one but i'm in level five you know what i'm saying but it's just like i'm don't know don't yeah, know bro, bro. there's plenty of things i want to ask god and i realize some of them really selfish like you know what i mean <laughs> some of them really selfish but you know by the grace of god i can't wait to get to heaven you know we all get to heaven Amen. So, without further ado, <laughs> we are in First Kings chapter twenty. So, last week we we went over the story of Elisha. Elijah, because they say we say Shah, but but I know we say Jah. You see what I say? <laughs> but I want I want to emphasize that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> fast, fast. So we like Jah. Three, yeah. two, three, two. Mm-hmm. So we 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 went over Elijah and how he ran away from Jezebel who said she was gonna kill him. And this was right after Elijah performed all of the the fire from heaven and ran against the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. And so we see Elijah ran away. God came to him. Well, the angel of the Lord came to him and said, yo, like, what are you doing here? And he said, you know, I'm selfish for you. She wants to kill me. His whole speech or whatever. And then we see an earthquake happened. Strong winds happened. A fire wind happened. But then God was, none of, was in none of these supernatural events. But what, where was God was in a still small voice in the whispering of the wind. Mm-hmm. And then the voice asked Elijah again, what are you doing here? And he said the same thing, but essentially God was like, you know, I didn't send you here. Go back to where you, you're saying that, you know, you're the only one left. But I have 7,000 people left in the city for you to go minister to who also have not turned away, turned away from me and worshiped the Baals. And so, and then also at the end of that chapter, we see Elijah anointed Elisha mm-hmm. to be his... Successor. Successor. Yeah, apprentice prophets. <laughs> but then this week we are... Seven-day apprentice. <laughs> mercy. Oh, mercy. <laughs> but this week we are in First Kings 20. I don't know if you want to switch the camera. or Is it 20 minutes or 10? 30. 30. 30. Bang. All right. <clears throat> so... Now, reading from verse 1. Now Ben-Hadid, the king of Syria, gathered all his forces together... 32 kings were with him, with horses and chariots, and he went up and besieged Samaria and made war against it. Then he sent messengers into the city to King Ahab of Israel and said to him, Thus said Ben-Hadad, Your silver and your gold are mine. Your loveliest wives and children are mine. And the king of Israel answered and said, My lord, O king, just as you say, I and all that I have are yours. Then the messengers came back and said, Thus, thus speak, thus speaks Benadad, saying, Indeed, I have sent you, saying, You shall deliver to me your silver and your gold, your wives and your children. But I will send my servants to tomorrow about this time, and they shall search your house and search the houses of your servants, and it shall be whatever is pleasant in your eyes. They will put in their hands and take it. And so the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, Notice, 
please and, and see how this man seeks trouble. For he sent to me for my wives and my children, my silver and my gold. And I did not deny him. And then, the elders, uh, and then the elders and the people said to him, do not listen or consent. Therefore, he said to the messengers of Benadad, tell my lord, the king, all that you sent for your servant the first time I will do. But this I can, this thing I cannot do. All right. So firstly, <clears throat> this man is what we call in the Bahamas brazen. Because, <laughs> so this is how we get introduced to this, to this gentleman. I believe, I don't think we spoke about the king of Syria this whole time. I think we were just talking about um, the Israelite king, Ahab. We spoke about him for a few chapters now. But um, first things first, we see this king, Benadad, right? He mm -hmm. comes to Ahab, right? And he say, yo, run me all of that, bro. And I talking everything. I want your children. I want your wives. You know what I mean? And Ahab was like, you know what? I'll oblige. You know, I don't want no smoke, like how they say. I don't want no smoke, bro. I don't want no problems. I'll, I'll go. And then he's like, you know what? That was too easy. That was too easy, man. <laughs> I ain't asked for enough. I ain't asked for enough. I understand, man. Like, I want your... Go I want, bro, I want your, your um, servants' things as well. I want I want everybody else's things. You know what I mean? And Ahab looked like he was considering it. You know what I mean? But then he go on and speak to everyone and he was like, What you doing? No, bro, don't go for that. You know what I mean? Which is interesting, right? Because like the first time... When Benhadad made these remarks, why didn't you consult your eldest the first time? I don't, I don't get it, bro. Because he asked for your silver, your gold. He asked for everything, you know. Exactly. <laughs> he was getting bullied. <laughs> yeah, he was getting. He bullied. was getting bullied. But it, it showed that he don't, he don't feel like he had the strength to defeat. Um, whoever this person is. Yeah, yeah. Benhadad. Say whoever this person. Is. He didn't want call him. <laughs> 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 the state of the army in Israel at this time. Because, you know, David had the army in peak fashion. Yeah, it was a lot. Solomon, the army was, he inherited the army from David. Mm -hmm. It started to get a little weaker, but it still wasn't good, in good standing. But now we see come to Ahab. It's just a look at they have a political might, mm -hmm. but the army might look at it was vanished. Because yeah. he didn't even, he, like his first thought wasn't even Let's try to fight them. Mm -hmm. Like, we know him and God ain't solid. But we've seen the Israelites with less saying we going to war against these people. If God with us or not, now they can get killed. But they would still say we going to war. He said, you want to take it? God it's yours. <laughs> but surely it is yours, my <laughs> Lord. Yeah, it's yours. What? No, that's yours, bro. <laughs> like, I was like, someone put that on me. Uh, let me get this watch. My watch is your watch, bro. You know what I mean? For real, bro. This is yours, bro. This is yours, dog. I was waiting for it. I was wondering when you were still in the office. Only because you have the gun, though. True God. True God. Under different circumstances, it might not be his. You know, I'll just leave it there. You know, but... Ahab, but no, but... That's the thing. We know he ain't tied with God, right? No. But he tied with... his God. He's a religious man. He's a very religious man. Just being real. You have temples... For the mm -hmm. bands. Mm -hmm. You zealous mm -hmm. for the bands. See, you all want to kill the prophets and thing, right? But when a king come in for your things, you just, you just, you know? Right over here, dear bro. Dog, I know. Mercy. I know, but yeah, he, um, 
Yeah, he surely was. He surely was obliging. Like, uh, uh, uh-uh, I, ain't, I ain't want no problems. Dog, take, take everything. But hey, this is my thing, bro. Are you taking my family, bro? That's that's a that's a. Like, I just don't know. Maybe I have too much pride. You know what I mean? But I can't. Uh, I rather, I rather you beat me and take that. You understand? Right? Yeah, you kill me and take that. Yeah, real talk. Like you, I, wife, I can't. I can't just give you that. My bro. wife and my kids, bro. My wife. <laughs> what I say? Anybody didn't want to get rid of Jezebel, though. I'm joking. I ain't Mercy, mercy, mercy. Yeah. So we see the messages departed and brought back word to them. So in verse 10, then Ben-Hadad said, sent to him and said, the gods do so to me and more also if enough dust is left in Samaria for a handful for each of the people who follow me. They really like to say, swear to God, gods do also <laughs> to me. Yeah, to me. So like, why? What? You could have just said, like, I swear to you know because Jezebel just made that promise. Exactly. And it surely failed. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's say, I think she said, bro, as may the gods do it to me if I don't get you by tomorrow, right? But <laughs> but then it say Elijah, he ran away and then he 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 he, he traveled 40 days. Yes. <laughs> he said, yes. So it's like, you surely did not keep your, your promise to the gods. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So the king of Israel answered and said, Tell him. Let not one who put on his armor boast like the ones who takes it off. Which is like a funny weird saying from this guy who is so willing to just let it all go. Mm-hmm. He's saying, you're getting cocky. Yeah. You wouldn't even win the fight yet. Yeah. You didn't even put your armor on and you, you was cocky. Someone who taking it off. Yeah, dog. <laughs> That's true, though. I mean, yeah, at you least... You wouldn't even win the fight yet. At least he's getting a little bit of guts, though. I want to know how the hell this was carrying on to make him switch up like that. But... You see what I'm saying? Like, he got a heartbeat now. Like, yeah, yeah. So he's acting different. Which is interesting because I think at the same time too, I'll just say, bro, think about it now. Like, first of all, you can tell this man, yes. But now, he ain't only saying, is what he was saying, but you give him all your silver and gold. Mm-hmm. The king promised give your wife away. Right. What? That's how you cross like, the line. That's how you cross the line. And then we say, yeah, to that. What next? He can take our line next. You know what I mean? Like, but it ain't to stop, bro. And if, this is my thing. This is already the worst it could get, bro. Yeah. I'm boxing against the wall. You might as well fight, bro. <laughs> might as well go down on our own blade. Yeah, bro. So I know. And so, in verse 12, and it happened when Ben Hadid heard, Hadad heard this message. As he <laughs> and the kings were drinking at the command post, that he and his servants, that he said to his servants, get ready. And they got ready to attack the city. Suddenly a prophet approached Ahab, king of Israel, saying, Thus says the Lord, have you seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into your hand today, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Mm. I can read the next verse because it's like coming by a couple of my points kind of entwined. And so Ahab said, by whom? Mm. And the Lord said, and he said, thus says the Lord, by the young leaders and the providences, by the young leaders of the providences. Then he said, who shall set the battle order? And he answered, you. you. <laughs> so, so it's interesting, right? Because the first thing that's interesting is first is an unknown prophet. Mm-hmm. It's funny how just last chapter we learned about, Eli- well, we learned that we learned about Elisha. But we also have Elijah, who was a well-known prophet, and Elisha, who was a well-known prophet. Oh, it's going to be a well-known prophet. Mm-hmm. It's a little 
profit in training right now, right? But when we left off last chapter, they probably was not even there, Samaria. Probably not. But what did God also tell us last chapter? There was 7,000 7, more people left in the city mm-hmm. who weren't Fought, killed by Jezebel. Ferrets, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we see an unnamed prophet right now came to the king. Because God, think about it. This was a message that Elijah most likely was supposed to live up. Yep. You ain't where you need to be. So what God going to do? God going to find another willing soul who there and willing and able to deliver the message even when you can't deliver it. Even when you were supposed to be the one delivered, God say, well, you ain't here. I got I, the message has to be delivered and someone is willing and someone will be able to do it. Exactly. But now we see, again, what's interesting, like we already see like last, like, like well, two chapters ago now, God performed this miraculous show to show all of Israel who he was. But going back to last week's episode, we see that Elijah still was discouraged because Ahab still clearly didn't believe that God was the one true God. Mm-hmm. But now we see in this chapter, God himself, well, through a be a prophet saying, I need to show you who I is again. And it's interesting because we, we, me personally, have been saying like how, how, like, like how come the Israelites can't recognize who God is because he showed them works after works after works. But we see in like you can see it, but if you still don't believe it means nothing to you. Because mm-hmm. now we're seeing God saying, Bro, I gotta come show you who I, can, who I is again. And this is when we know this nation doesn't even deserve it because they are not even following God right now. Mm-hmm. So we go back to Judges. If this is a nation in Judges, these would be the people who should be crying out for help mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. We have no instance of them crying out for help right now. But God's saying, You know what? I'm going to deliver you guys so you could know that I'm God. Not even them. Mm-hmm. No, like this first time, God was like, so you could know I'm God. Not them. I do this under the grace and mercy of y'all because right now, I really and truly, well within my justice, could let y'all get captured. Because y'all don't even <laughs> worship him right now. Y'all got, y'all y'all got more temples to the bales than y'all do to me right now. And then we still see Ahab's lack of faith. By, by which who? army? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. first of all, like, by which army? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, the army you've got. Who else? And he said, well, okay. Who can lead up? Who can lead up? God said, you? I was like, me? <laughs> I need to sign up for this. Wait, that's crazy. But another, uh, I want to piggyback off that. One thing it. I do like, though, about this is, I feel like sometimes, say, Steve is an Israelite, bro. And God going to have to show me time and time again before I get it. And I I was asking Kasi when I get you, bro, how much times you had to get beaten for something, bro? Kasi, <laughs> I didn't Kasi say once. But me, I remember me telling me something over and over and over again until it stick. I don't now re- I'm in a place where it's sticking. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't recall getting beaten multiple times for the same no, thing. Man, I, like, I used to get beaten. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> my, mommy, my mommy might beg to differ, but I really don't recall. Like, <laughs> I used to get beaten but I, I do appreciate that. For the same God, thing? Though. Oh, I used to get beaten for talking too much in church, but it, it was that wasn't a lesson to learn, bro. Like, yeah. this, I can't stop talking. Bro. Like, I just can't look, look at him now. Fuck out. That's what I said. That's what I trying to show. I was trying to show them I was different from the beginning. Was talented, bro. But like, you can't judge an elephant by his ability to climb a tree, bro. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, and you're right, though. And you're right, though. Come on, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just is what it is, bro. <laughs> so yeah back to my point so basically what i'm saying is like sometimes we could be israelites bro and sometimes god literally have to do like this extraordinary thing or something small to get our attention and i do like the fact that 
he revealed himself again because it's like, bro, if God didn't come and help them, like you said, it would have been done up. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, yeah, gone, take it, mm-hmm. right? And that would have been it. That would have been the end of that story. But no, here God is trying to come back and save his people again. And we love that. I mean, I love that. I don't know what yeah, but God just like, like look at look at you all. Look at, <laughs> look at you, bro. You was fighting to worship Baal. You was killing everyone, right? But it's like barely ain't gonna barely ain't gonna get through this you. ain't gonna get through this mess, bro. Like they didn't and, see the fire, man. The prophet, the prophet, right? The prophet come and say, "Yo, blah blah blah." That said, the Lord, and he was like, "Who?" And he's like, "But the Lord, bro, you know what I mean?" Like, like, <laughs> That's crazy like, verse, too, though. Verse twelve, like, bro, like verse thirteen, he says, "Have have you seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into your hand today, and you shall know that I am the Lord." Right. Mm-hmm. So if 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 a prophet coming to you and they saying, bro, God will answer whatever, right? You of one religion, you don't know which prophet, which religion this is, right? Um, you would answer who, by whom? Like who? Who is this God? Who is this Lord? Who telling me X Y Z, right? But it's so interesting that Ahab don't even understand that, bro. Like who else could it be? It was the same one who we just say, bro. If God be the God, he mm-hmm. the, the the real God is gonna be the one who who, who um brings fire from heaven to to accept the sacrifice. Elijah just gone through this, you know what I mean? Another prophet come and say, yo, the Lord will d- deliver them into your hand, and he's like, who? And then your boy had to say, thus said the Lord, you know, by the young leaders of the provinces. Then he said, who will set the bottle order and stuff like that, you know what I mean? It's like, I know. You freaking old man. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> in verse 15, then he mustered the young leaders of the provident of the provinces, and there were 232. And after them he mustered all the people, all the children of Israel, 7,000. So they went out at noon, meanwhile, Ben-Hadad, and the 32 kings were helping him getting drunk at the command post. The young leaders of the provinces went out first. Then, a, then Ben-Hadad sent out a patrol and they told him, saying, the men are coming out of Samaria. So he said, if they come out for peace, take them alive. And if they come out for war, take them alive. Then these young leaders of the provinces went out of the city with the army which followed them. And each one of them killed his man. So the Syrians fled and the Israels pursued. And Ben-Hadi, the king of Syria, escaped on a horse with the cavalry. Then the king of Israel went out and attacked the horses and the chariots and killed the Syrians with great slaughter. And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said to him, Go strengthen yourself, take note, and see what you should do. For in the spring of the year, of the king of, for in the spring of the year, the king of Syria will come up against you. Mm. Giving him the play-by-play. And it just hit me that I did I did interpret that wrong. When he was saying by whom he was saying by who could fight the yeah, battle. Yeah, who could yeah. fight the battle. Yeah, all right. But um <clears throat> now we see victory one. They God told them to play what to do. And we see the young men went out first, then the army, and then the king came out. Didn't even know we could have fight. But he came out and did his thing. But the way he was time, carrying on. At the same time, God, God was with him doing God already mm-hmm. saying. I got you. This could happen, and which is so interesting too, right? God already told you that. This is a point for later, right? But God already told you what happened. You did out. You went out, and you saw. Because think about it. This really like thirty-two different nations, a combined army out there. Hmm. This is like you fighting the UN. <laughs> 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 
by yourself. By yourself. Quite literally. Right. No one's ain't really in your favor for real. Mm. But God said, you know what? You sit up. Because God said, you sit up large on your death. I got you. Y'all can go fight them. Cassie's point ain't no bail. I'm telling you this. Ain't no Shemosh. I'm telling you this. Ain't no Ashtar. I tell you this. God sent his prophet and told you it was going to happen. But this still clearly ain't enough for you. Hold on. Are we recording? Yeah, we recording. Oh, because I didn't see the lines. Oh, yeah, we just seen. <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah, we just seen talking okay, about Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, you see, we just was talking yeah, I, just, yeah. I just want to throw a point in there, too. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, so, what I like about this is, right? I like when I like when God is, is flax, bro. Mm. Like he show he's showing you and God's y'all worshiping it, bro. Because he did it with the fire, right? Now he's doing it again. Mm-hmm. Basically, to your point, with your little country going against the UN. Ain't no way you're supposed to win that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But God got you. And God, and I I think the thing about God is in the Bible, and I kind of love it, is boy, when he when he died, you know it's him. Mm. You know this can't you can't mistake this for can't, nobody can't, else, can't bro. You can't, you can't. And, and I think as he said on last last part, I think the, the god that they was worshiping was the god of like weather. Yeah, two points. Is that I say? Yeah. Right? And then God was like, oh, you're cool. Let me take that from y'all. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, where the gods are. You see what I say? Mm-hmm. So so I like when God is flex and and as a Christian, bro, you love that because this is the God we worship in the one true God. Well, you know what's so crazy, bro? You go on TikTok, there is you know, it's TikTok. You could get into niches. Mm-hmm. I keep running across videos of this young lady who would say stuff like the arrogance of the Christian God. Bro, and like to me, that really blows my mind. Bro, it really blows my mind. I can't even tell you a point because I don't even, I don't even really listen to be honest. I listen, more, I listen once. Once you say that, I can't. But it was, some, it was like the first time I saw it, it was something to do with, with Adam and Eve or mm-hmm. something like that, with, with the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and it was completely ignorant. You know, like how we were just talking. Oh, was it you? No, no, no. My body is my boy. Me and my boy, Twigman. We were just talking Twigs. about... Twiggy. Yeah, shut up, Twiggs. <laughs> we were just talking about how somebody, they could have a, a like a intelligent um, mm. theology, you know, like this mm-hmm. could be really be like... It could make a lot of sense, and you got to it right, except you, you took you took one foundational text out of context, and then everything after that is wrong. It's like it's like a math problem. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like if you mess up on that formula, you could do everything else right. You know what I'm saying? You could follow it um, <clears throat> to perfection, but your your result more than likely will still be wrong. Sometimes you could buck up into the right answer, <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah. Still, but your result more than likely gonna be wrong. But it's like sometimes I think I'm like, bro. God, who created the world, mm-hmm. he is literally the reason, he is, he is the goodness in the world, he's the reason why we are alive today, all good things come from him, right? Mm-hmm. But if God flexes muscles in any way, people like, but the arrogance of God, that's why I don't like Christianity, this and that. And it's like, it's, so yeah, some people feel like, bro, because God deserves our praise you know what i'm saying and deserves our like um loyalty and just us edifying his name or this god so so self-centered type situation but at the end of the day bro you could say something is self-centered when you have the perspective that this person might not have earned this scenario but you have no knocks against god bro if god created the world 
If God sent his only son to make sure people can have a chance to be, you know what I mean? Mm. Bro, like, I, I don't know, like, just how you mentioned, like, you say God flexing his muscles, that remind me of that because some people really take take it the wrong way when when God in the Bible, when they read Bible stories of God making his himself known, you know what I'm saying? Making his presence known and actually making an example of something. And people don't, they completely ignore the fact that. God's wisdom is infinite, which means he understands the outcome of the outcome of the outcome of the outcome. But he also understands if he doesn't do this, this is going to happen. Or if he do this, like he, he knows all options. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he makes the right choice every time, you know. But I don't know. But in this time, in this case specifically, God saw it fit to show Israel mercy. To show, mm-hmm. you know, and when they was really saying, but we don't, we don't rock with you, God. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But, you know, the Lord, the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. So now we are in verse 23. You don't know, say I ain't lie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're in verse 23. Mm-hmm. The servants of the king of Syria said to them, Their gods are the gods of the hills. Therefore, <clears throat> they were stronger than we. Mm. But if we fight against them in the plains, surely we will be stronger than they. Interesting. Sam Sam's legit. (laughs) (laughs) So do this thing. Dismiss the kings each from his position and put captains in their places. We need real men of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one look pretty. He's the jabronis. They was partying, man. Yeah. And you shall bust up the army like the army that you have lost. Horse for horse and chariot for chariot. And then we will fight against them in the plain. Surely we will be stronger than they. And he listened to the voice and did so. So it was in the spring of the year that Ben-Hadid mustered the Syrians and went up to Afak to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were mustered and given provisions, and they went against them. Now the children of Israel encamped before them like two little flocks of goats, Mm. while the Syrians filled the countryside. Mercy. Then a man of God came and spoke to the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is God of the hills, and he is not the God of the valleys. Therefore, I will deliver all this great multitude into your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And they encamped opposite each other for seven days. So it was that on the seventh day of the battle, of the battle was joined, and the children of Israel killed 100,000 foot soldiers of the Syrians in one day. Wow. That, but the rest fled to Afek into the city. Then a, then a wall fell on 27,000 of the men who were left. Sheesh. And Benadid fled and went into the city, into the inner chamber. Then his servant said to him, Look now, we have heard that the kings of the house of Israel are merciful kings. Please let us put on sackcloth around our waist and ropes on our heads and go out to the king of Israel. Perhaps he will spare your life. So they wore sackcloth around their waist and put ropes around their head and came out to the king of Israel and said, Your servant ben said, Please let me live. Mm. And he said, Is he alive? Is he, is, he, is he still alive? He is my brother. Bro. So let's just stop there. Put a yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just stop there. Like, so where am I going to start from? We go back from the top, right? Yeah. We see God already told him. When we go further up, God already told them, hey, they're coming again in the spring. Surely enough, they come in, they came again in the spring. And God, and, and we're still so interesting, right? We see God doing this to still prove to Israel that I am your God. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he still ain't saying, oh, they say I'm just a God. Like, I'm, they say I'm just God's body. I'm going to prove to them I'm not, I'm, I'm God at everything. No. I'm doing this to show you that I am Lord, which is still so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Like God said, I, I don't, I, again, I don't have to do this, but clearly y'all still ain't believe that I am the Lord. Mm-hmm. But then now, to the action, the Bible laid up the imagery pretty well. Small, tiny army. Like two little goats. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And a whole countryside fill of an army. Mercy. Countryside ain't small, buddy. Not at all. It ain't small, buddy. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, they say they killed 100,000. Exactly. <laughs> that ain't small. So, quite literally, we know at bare minimum, we had 127,000 men out there. Because 100 get killed on the, in the plane. Mm-hmm. Sure. And 27 and more run to the city and the walls fall under this Jericho. Mercy. But then now back to this king. This my brother. Instantly, that's your brother. This money, this one, take your all your wife, your children, your slave children, your... Everything, bro. Anyone believe you? Everything, bro. He like, wanted everything. Brother? <laughs> No, but man. Ain't nothing brotherly. He come here to kill you, bro. You see no Philadelphia, love. I real talk. I know if you. I don't know if AR was aware. I real talk. I know if AR was aware, but but Ben Haddad came there to kill him. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that though. I sure if he knew that, bro. I just trying to figure out how he get through all that though. What you mean? Like how he how he was still alive after all of that, bro. A hundred thousand die. Then a wall fall on 27,000. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you're like, but how you even make it to even go up in this place? Like, yeah. yeah. So, so I just trying to figure out like how you even get through all of that to even. And then the thing is, right. You mentioned that he, he probably was there to kill him. But how you so cold, bro? You just watched this man destroy your army twice, bro. Right? Twice in, in like in, in a miracle type fashion, bro. Like that's crazy to me. You still trying to challenge this person when you clearly know that. Someone on this base side that I cannot defeat. That, but but if someone get through your head though, they God is the gods of the. Uh, but you you think I, you might think I get no. I mean <laughs> I mean that's this. If your advisors or your servants are already told you, bro, because mm-hmm. this is the thing, <clears throat> y'all 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 probably vastly outnumbered them to begin with, right? Right. Or maybe y'all was equal, but y'all know they was punks. They wasn't really right. no big fighters or whatever. But they beat you, and you like twice. Wait, no, the first time. The the first you, time. And you rocking your brain. You're like, wait, how do you win, bro? How do you win, dog? Like, it don't make mm-hmm. sense, right? Because right. it was a miracle. And someone say, wait, no, it was, bro. Like, you wasn't thinking it was a miracle. You just was like, wait, how did that happen? And someone say, bro, they win because they gods are the gods of the plain, of the, of the, the hills. hills. Of the right. hills, bro. hills yeah. And you already believe in a bunch of the gods. Right. So and you would be like, that makes sense, bro. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Way. That, 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 that makes sense. You understand? You're like that. And so that's why they... They they level up, they get every, they they pull all their resources and they like, but no, but we could we could do this on the plane, you know what I mean, for real. And it, initially it was like seven thousand of Ahab's like men, like this was this was not a lot of people, bro. I don't I can't imagine that it was much more than that. Like after a year, like what you could do, bro, like you know what I mean, like unless mm-hmm. you hiring mercenaries or something. But um, what's interesting to me though is that. The prophet came and say, I will deliver them into your hand. Mm-hmm. Right? This was God's plan. And you just was living in it because you didn't have a plan. You was mm-hmm. going there hoping for the best. <laughs> really? But now, this man come like, he put on his sackcloth and he tied the ropes around him and he showed remorse to which you like, 
Ah, come on, my brother, bro. I feel it. You did. You definitely did change my mind because early on, I was like, I probably would uh, do the same thing. But now that we actually going through it, I looking at it like, nah. I probably would kill him on sight though. Probably, but at the same time, too, what you're going to get into is like, you got to think about it as a king. The power dynamic has shifted now. Mm-hmm. So now, what can I get out of you? Because you were trying to take everything from me. Mm-hmm. So now he's looking at it like, all right, what can I get out of this from you mm-hmm. now? You done suffer two of armies. You done suffer two defeats at my hand with a smaller army. He ain't taking, he ain't giving God no credit, clearly. Mm-hmm. He's saying, oh, this guy coming to me, the, the power dynamics are shifting now. I's the mm-hmm. big boss in charge. Mm-hmm. Let me see what I can get from you. Yeah, but it's just, it's just interesting because it's like to me, what would it take um, for AR to really, you know, give give God the, the glory? You know what I mean, or, or to be converted to God is is my question. Really, what would it have take taken for AR to say to be to be changed? Man, that's a that's a powerful question because his wife had such a huge influence on him. Oh, for sure. That's why you gotta marry the right one. Yeah, for real, because like <laughs> you can see you can see where he spouses disagreements among spouses, but that could be a lot, especially biblically. We Jacob and and Rachel. You understand what I'm saying? And was it no Rebecca? Jacob? Who, Jacob? Not Jacob. Isaac. Isaac. Isaac and Rebecca. That's what I think about. Um. Where they disagreed upon who should have the birthright, you understand? Mm-hmm. That caused so much turmoil in their life. <laughs> but Rebecca was correct because the angel came to her and said the younger would rule over the older one, you know, but she take matters into her own hand, etc. But you could see throughout the Bible, dog, like when even when Joseph and Mary wasn't on, on the right, right page, at least Mary, at least Joseph was was righteous and saying, Man, you weren't making no sense, but I ain't gonna make no public example of you. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like a lot of times, bro, that person can make or break. Me and Yana is talking with us all the time, bro. Like, there are a lot of... Well, there's a number of Christians whom... Women, Christian women, right? They marry someone who might have been a Christian, but at some point in time, they are supposed to convert to the nation of Islam or Hebrew Israelite and stuff like that. And we know you wasn't into that before, you know? But sooner or later, they, they convert to... With, to following the the ideas of their spouse, or they could have just been unequally out from the beginning and just married someone who wasn't yeah. like in the faith, you know. But Yana pointed out to me, bro, like it is very common for the the the, the spouse to to convert, like the woman to convert to to what you know their guy believes in, you know. Mm-hmm. And you could see like that, you could see the kind of influence that you that you have on one another, like as a unit, yeah, you know. That's that's like an undeniable fuck. And I think that's what AI's real crux is right now, too. Like, bro, because God coming to you personally and showing you all these things. And again, it's like the works versus the still small voice. But arguably, I still think as God, like just the king of God's people. So we know the Holy Spirit constantly just working on him. Mm-hmm. But he can't see past it because his wife got all this influence on him and this whole of them. And even when we get to the next chapter, we're going to see Jezebel going to do a whole bunch of foolishness again. But again, it's like that, that, that constantly influence that you're living with, that you constantly have to please as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for the sake of peace, you don't even know what they have going through. For the sake of peace, I'd be like, all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas God, like he, like he can't, res- <clears throat> he, he can't like yield to God because if yielding to God, he gotta, can't yield to his wife. Mm-hmm. And so it's, 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 it's interesting. And you, you can have, you, we can have the argument on the part versus like 
should he just be the man and stand up? But that's a whole different argument for a whole different day. Because one could argue that's what he should be doing. Like, he's the yeah. king, but the influence his wife have on him is just almost unescapable at this point, but, we, right. we can see. But but it's like, even when she in here, wait, this who Ahab is at this point, bro. Like, I know who he was before, but mm-hmm. right now, this who you are, bro. Because you making these decisions un, you know, unprovoked. And then, like, to, like not to... And then, too, it's like, Ahab take off this daddy because remember, his daddy was the first one to even get Israel really, like... Mm-hmm. Into that Omer, Omer, Omari. Oh, what do you name? I can't. I can't I, 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 I'm going to butcher it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't going down to Steve's that. <laughs> I definitely yeah. ain't saying it. <laughs> but, um... So now, to continue, so now when the, now the men were watching closely to see whether any sign of mercy would come from him, and they quickly gasped at the word and said, your brother? Hmm. Ben Hadid? Like, whoo? And he said, go bring him. Then Ben-Hadad came out and, uh, and he had come out of the ch- up into the chariot. And Ben-Hadad said to him, the cities which my father took from your father, I will restore. Mm. And you may set up a marketplace for yourself in Damascus as my father did in, in Samaria. So we see Ben-Hadad come out trying to say, bro, you got me. Let me try bargain for my life. Un- he hey, unprovoked. He reasoned it. And look at this too, right? <laughs> at the beginning of the chapter, I was taking everything from mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Now, I try, I trying to give you what I, I, I you even ask yet. Here's what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. Here's what I can do for you. But he ain't even open his mouth yet. Exactly. <laughs> but he, 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 he didn't come in a chariot reasoning. And then Ahab said, I will send you away with this treaty. So we made a so we made a treaty with him and sent him away. And then in verse 35, I think we can just power through and to talk afterwards. So let's see. Now a certain man of the sons of the prophet said to his neighbor by the word of the Lord, strike me, please. And the man refused to strike him. Then he said to him, because you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, surely as soon as you depart from me, a lion shall, shall kill you. And as soon as he left them, a lion found him and killed him. I realize lions like to be killing people and kings. And prophets. <laughs> yeah. Lions is be killing people yeah. and kings. And it has always be related to our prophet. <laughs> And he found another man and said, strike me, please. So the man struck him, inflicting a wound. Then the prophet departed and waited for the king by the road and disguised himself with a bandage over his eyes. Now as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, your servant went out into the midst of the battle. And there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, God, this man, if by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life or else you shall pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. And the king of Israel said to him, so, your, so shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. And he hastened to take the bandage away from his eyes. And the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Then he said to him, thus said the Lord, because you have let slip out of your hand a man whom I anointed to utter destruction. Therefore, your life shall go for his life and mm. your people for his people. Mm. So the king of Israel went to his house sullen and displeased and came to Samaria. Mercy. Sadred. So what's your thoughts on the on, on the ending? Okay. Yeah. So when it come to when it come to Ahab, I didn't realize that he was kind of using this boy as a bargaining chip, you know, like mm-hmm. Benadot. I thought I thought Ahab just was being merciful when he shouldn't have been, and and it reminded me of Saul when Saul was with the Amalekites, and God was saying, you know, kill everyone, and he like, mm, 
no dread. I can, I can kill almost everyone, but I keep even uh, some trophies too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like um, the, the buying of sheep that I have. <laughs> yeah. And um and so even even when he obviously that's my bro, no one was on it on the same page as him. No. You know what I mean? But Ahab was thinking, but it's probably was probably thinking about the long history that well the history that his family had with Ben Haddad's family. Omri is the name of his father. I just I just call him back. Okay. I know it was not far off, but in Kings, I don't know if it, they speak about it in Chronicles. They don't go over a fight with the Syrians and the Israelites during Omri's reign, uh, and they don't. They briefly they briefly mention Omri. You know, they talk mm-hmm. about him is idolatry or whatever. But um, other than that, we can see by how Benadad reacted that that's probably with Ahab. That's that's probably is his motive. Like let me let me get let me squeeze this this you know get the most out of this situation you know, but it it does appear and and you know the Bible don't get too deep into the details, but considering the fact that there were no righteous kings right, and we have where God do a big solid for Israel right now right you would think that that would add, um, there were no righteous kings in Israel I I should say. You would you would think that that would have an impact on Ahab's life or or change him in some type of way or even him just be appreciative of God, you know. But it doesn't go on to say that he was thankful for that. You know what I'm saying? Like the next thing we hear is that, you know, he talking to the king and the king negotiate they negotiating something, mm-hmm. and then the prophet coming him and say, "Yo, all right, since you wanted to keep his life so bad, your life for his life." You know what I mean? Type of situation. And Ahab, I know he just he just is a tricky one for me. Like it's a little confusing, a little confusing to me. I think it's interesting too, right? Because I think this is like an instance where back to the story where we had like you know a prophet against a prophet, the old prophet versus like the younger prophet. And I think this the symmetry is actually kind of poetic because again, a lion ate the man who didn't like listen. But the reason why I say that is because I think this is an instance where God probably gave Ahab more instructions that weren't related to us. Mm-hmm. Because we could clearly mm-hmm. see that and in the end results. Like we weren't specifically told that he was supposed to kill Ben Haddad, right? Mm-hmm. But in the in the in in the the way it, it, it turns out the aftermath, yeah. And then think about it, it makes sense because we we could look back at judges all of the like first like the beginning part of like, you know Genesis. Everything like like when when God gave them the city to king to kill Y'all supposed to kill the king. Destroy everyone, yeah. Y'all supposed to destroy everyone. God was saying, I'm giving you this victory to lay waste to them. I will deliver them to you. Mm-hmm. God never say, make a treaty with them. And back in Deuteronomy, don't make these treaties with these foreign kings. From way back then. Mm-hmm. You got a point? My bad. Continue your point, bro. <laughs> so, now we see Ahab. And it's, okay, like, even to finish this next point, right? So now we see Ahab made this treaty, which he yeah. knew he shouldn't do because everyone else was shocked that he was doing right. this, right? And when he coming back, it's clear that he was kind of avoiding the prophet. It's something else you got to kind of read into because now look, what's mm-hmm. the first thing he do? What's the the prophet do? The prophet didn't come to him as a prophet originally. Yeah. I need to disguise myself as mm-hmm. someone who was in the fight. He even gone get hit and all, bro. Gone, but then like, and probably in his wisdom, you know, like Ahab avoiding us. If Ahab see mm-hmm. me come in, Probably he could kill me or he could probably go the next way. Mm-hmm. Not hear this message. Because mm-hmm. he already know what he did was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. He disguised himself as someone who was in the war 
and then relay a parable as someone who was in the world, like what Nathan did to David. David, yeah. Mm-hmm. And make you pronounce your own judgment. Mm-hmm. What is the judgment that this person deserved for this crime? Mm-hmm. He, bing, he said. So now he said, guess what? This is what happened to you because you was given the instructions and you didn't that's do what you were supposed bro. to do. You but sentence yourself. You said like, that's that's crazy, bro. That's what it is. Sometimes that's how this be, bro. Um, but you know why this? All right, we can use context clues. Mm-hmm. The prophet, like in the text, we don't have an ex- explicit message that say kill the king. Mm-hmm. However, and this is why I was like, oh, I just had a light bulb. The chapter before, Elijah already anointed the new king of Syria. Mm. Let's think about that now. God mm. already hovered in his mind that someone else is going to be on, on the throne in Syria, right? Mm. But what happened to the old king, you ask? Oh, he about to go to war and he about to lose, mm-hmm. right? So it's like God already ordaining um, the, the, um, the progression of, of, of the people. Mm-hmm. He say, all right. God know Elijah about to go to heaven soon, you know. God know mm-hmm. Ahab about to be repaid for his sin, sin soon. You know what I mean? exactly. God know Ben Hadad about to go soon. You understand? Right, right. So anoint, anoint the Syrian, the new Syrian king. Anoint the new king of Israel, and you go anoint a new prophet. That was just last chapter. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now Ahab really just getting in the way. Like, I bro, I give you this win on a silver platter. You understand what I said? God probably anticipated Ahab. Ahab's demise in the future from now because remember David was 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 anointed but he didn't get the yeah, reign for, for a while right, after that right, 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 long time right, right. but now God is saying oh you just speed up the process now because someone was supposed to die today you, you know that right like, and guess who about to not today but you know you just signed your own death sentence right <laughs> yeah, there, you know a king, a king should have died today real dog and so since it didn't happen you know that's, that's going to be your judgment you're going to go yeah, man. Like, so it's... Got something to say? It ain't as powerful as y'all know, but imagine you walking down the street. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This ain't a powerful contest. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Mr. Bible, man. But like... belt of truth. But no, no. But, but imagine... <laughs> but imagine you... Imagine you walking down the street, bro, and someone say, punch me, bro. And you don't do it, bro. No, that's that's a good point. Though. You that's see what I said? Let's, let's that made me so uncomfortable. Right, let's be for real. That made let's me so for real. Let's be for real. Some people, some people I'm don't. I'm not punching you, bro. That's weird. Some people don't want to have these conversations. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. I am sure there's more to the story. Because like, sometimes, sometimes when you read Chronicles and Nate, or when you read the prophets, you get a more well-rounded understanding of what's happening. Like, I can give you an example, bro. In the book of um, in the book of Genesis. It seems like the most. It seems like God has a very short fuse with Israel, right? Like they they worship the calf and God like oh I'm about to kill all them right. Mm-hmm. But then Moses like no 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 you you slow the anger you compassionate. But then you saying how could the one who trying to kill everyone for one offense be slow to anger? And then you read the book of Ezekiel when Ezekiel say I visited the Israelites while they were in Egypt so this before Moses mm-hmm. and I tell them to put away their idols they mm-hmm. did not. Right. But I still decided to to um emancipate them mm-hmm. because I had a I had a treaty with their I, I I made a promise to their fathers. So now if you if you if you consider that God had already spoken to them mm-hmm. multiple times before and and um and they and they dis and they um denied it, 
when we get to the golden calf, it's like, okay, I can see why you mm-hmm. walked away. Mm-hmm. But when you just read in Genesis, but unless you make it all the way to Ezekiel and get to that chapter, mm-hmm. um, I think it's like in the 20s, I think maybe Ezekiel 23, somewhere around there. But, and it's, it's the chapter where it say, I also gave you my Sabbaths. If you all just want to Google that, just Ezekiel, I also gave you my Sabbaths. That can, that can get you right to the story where I'm talking about. And so if you just read the Exodus account, which comes first, you would mm-hmm. be like, boy, God is a hard head, you know. And that's how a lot of people think. That's all, but it's funny because the prophets always say, "God, you are slow." That's what Jonah say. Yeah. God, I, I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted you to kill me, man, because I know you was gonna, cause gonna forgive them. I know you was slow to anger, all that, you know. And so that's sometimes, that's sometimes the um, context I have to add to the Bible when I see something like very irrational like that, because I know God, I know it's the same like Balaam. Balaam, the the um the the people, the surrounding nations of Canaan, they believe that Balaam just was a wizard who, if you say someone cursed, they curse. If you say someone mm. blessed, they bless. But behind the scenes, you know, when 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 they curse or bless, Balaam have to go to God mm-hmm. and Balaam have to request us of the Lord. Mm. So now we see a prophet of the Lord who sentenced someone to be eaten by a lion <laughs> because they disobeyed his command. Well, and the thing about it too, right? Because now. The reason why, I mean, I, I, I appreciate y'all giving them some bail, but here I can take the bail back on mm-hmm. my end. It's two context clues, right? How I read it. He say, he said, this is the first, we know this man was a prophet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he also said to his neighbor, who one could argue in between if it was who was another prophet or not. Because he said this guy's from the sons of the prophet. You go back and like, you go into second Kings, they talk a little bit about this group. It was like a bunch of like group of prophets. We know there were prophets mm-hmm. still there outside of Elisha and, 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 and Elisha, Right? So he said to his neighbor, who was also probably an ex-prophet, mm-hmm. strike me by the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So now this is like literally me saying, bro, God, I have a mission from God. I tell you mm-hmm. to do this. I ain't just saying punch me off hell. Because right. no right. one really wants to get punched Real, off bro. Like, <laughs> But I tell you to do this by the, by the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you saying, no, you ain't doing this. Right now, you in direct opposition and you, and you disobeying what God told you to do. And, and this is why I say it's like the stuff parallel to when the old and young prophet mm-hmm. is the same mm. punishment what happened to this prophet uh, that, makes sense. That, makes sense. that makes sense that makes and sense. so if we use if we use that context it made complete sense the point i'm making is in a nutshell yeah. it's like the 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 evidence there bro that <laughs> see what when i read this i believe that he was given spe- specific instruction from god to strike this boy when he asks you to be struck probably and you denied it so you so you just like wait i say no to god you understand it's like other right we we see (laughs) other touch the ark of the covenant and then just die right Mm. but you would say that ain't right man that that, that ain't cool (laughs) but then tell you realize hold on hold on the ark of the covenant was in your brother's house was in your father's house and they know that they supposed to lift this on their shoulders Mm -hmm. They know that. And so the fact that, that you're not lifting it on your shoulder, you're putting yourself more at risk of touching it, mm-hmm. and then you end up doing it. It's like, when we, when we walk through all of that, it's like, okay, no, 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 it ain't, it ain't not abrupt. Yeah, you know what I mean? Broke. It ain't, it, it don't seem unjust because you could, this was a very preventable death, bro, but you mm-hmm. you disobeyed God, and that's Fox. what, and it cost you your life. Fox. You know what I mean? And Fox. so, if we use these context clues, if we, if we, if we go precept by precept, we could, we could assess that this other man probably disobeyed God and it cost him his life. I do agree. But if we just take it, this the first time we ever reading this text, mm-hmm. it's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Now. I was a little nervous because I was like, what if I was that man? I was, I was going to hit him. Because that's how I feel too. Because I'm like, wait, you telling me, come to me, true God, and, and, and just tear off your and, head. And, and like... wound me. 
like, man, I don't know what this is. You might be freaking out, but I ain't getting a lot, bro. Yeah, and then you can say, I touched the Lord tonight. Oh, I don't know. They David didn't come out of nowhere. Oh, I don't know. And then you go about your day, and you see a lion, bro. Like, what? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, bro. What's really going on there, bro? Oh, my. Oh, like, my. Yeah, that, that, that interesting. That interesting. I ain't lying. All right. So, got a question for y'all. Okay, go for it. How often do you think we as Christians follow Ahab's way? Where we put our own selfish ambitions in the way of what the Lord told us to do? Uh, I, think that's, I think that's very common, you know, bro. I mean, <laughs> even, even certain times when it's like a, a, like a, a emergency you see when people willing to compromise God's law, you know what I mean? Or they show a lack of faith. Like, like I, I can use the example of like, like working on the Sabbath, you know what I mean? Some people who are, you know, Adventists, you know, they, 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 they understand the significance of the fourth commandment. They say, I, 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 I can lose my job if I don't, if I, if I stop working on the Sabbath, you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or I can't provide for my kids, you know? You put your ambitions before... A lot of people put their ambitions before God very often. You understand what I'm saying? And I think that's Ahab's main thing. His ambitions was greater than his appreciation for, for God or any deity, you know? I, I, you get me here? All right, well, I can cut you off as soon as possible. You see that in the movies, bro. Somebody helped you get all the way to, to, to the end, right? But now it's like... We gonna split the treasure chest 50-50. Or if I kill if I kill you or if I yeah, cut you yeah. out, if it's I cut you out, it's hundred percent for me. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. so so that's AR. He, he end up trying to, you know, he end up seeing a, he end up being an opportunist. He see a, a situation where he could have taken the full the fullness of it and use it for his own benefit. And that's and that's what he did. It reminds me of Balaam, bro. Balaam. See, Balaam had an opportunity to be used by God, you know, to bring the message of God. Mm-hmm. However, he saw opportunity lied in the in the gray area where it's like, ah, oh, I can still get my way out of this, and that is what I'm gonna do, and, and that's what happened. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people we just gotta be self aware and humble, bro. Because a lot of people, I, I I believe a lot of people feel more highly about themselves than probably God would, would say, you know what I'm saying? Or other Fox. people other people yeah. would say. Because if you ask everyone, like you ask the average person, nobody's going to admit that they're a bad person. Even if you show them uh, a mirror of like the sins All that we commit. Every, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? They said, oh, that, that don't make me a bad person. Though, they, used you know? that, they used to do it on 3ABN. Y'all remember that? That little no, segment you, when they would go on the street about, be like... You think about TBN. TBN? Yeah, they did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't put that on 3ABN. <laughs> I do self So they, so they used to go, they used to go on the street and be like, "Are you a liar?" The, and the person would always say, "No, I'm not a liar." They were like, "Well, have you ever lied before?" And then, <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, then yeah, yeah, you see what I'm saying? And, and that's what we do. But I, that used to come on like, like, God, I used to come on deep in the Sabbath though. It used to be like 4 p.m. or something. Like when you might be sleeping, taking a Sabbath nap. Yeah, I used to come on. I see that my nap will go in right. But you, like Kazi said, bro, you just gotta be self-aware. And like, I'm in that place where I used to be selfish, man. Because like Kazi said, when I first started watching y'all, I was just watching as y'all as my boys. I wasn't watching for the word. That was a lot of offerings. You see what I said? I was just watching as y'all, and then I fall off. And then appreciate the support though. And then. My back against the wall, I can't turn to nobody but God now. Mercy. Now I need to find a new way to fall in love with God again. And mm. I start listening to the pod in a different light. 
Mm. So much so, I got a I got a a study Bible for Christmas for my best friend. Like like you know things like that start happening. Amen. So like as you said, once you self aware and like you know you doing this wrong thing, just try to fix it one step at a time, one day at a time, and over time, you would <laughs> see that you fall in more in love with Christ each and every day. Amen. But it remind me of Solomon too, though. Okay. I I was trying to I was trying to find the best um, mm-hmm. parallel. God bless you. God do you a solid mm-hmm. and helped you a lot. It, it 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 spared you from embarrassment and it allowed you to do you do your job well, right? And then afterward, you use it for your gain. Solomon, his first order of businessman when he spoke to God was like, "Yo, God, I ain't know. I as a young man, I don't know how to rule these people. Bless me with wisdom." And God was like, you know what? I like that. I, I I can bless you with wisdom and I can give you everything a selfish person would ask for too. So Solomon had everything. Solomon had it all. You know what I mean? And yet he used it to disobey the Torah or disobey Deuteronomy and the, the law. Basically, he broke the law of God. He did that. And, and this is in writing. This is... Hell, for early, early um, second, uh, yeah. early first kings. You know what I mean? Like, probably like like chapter 10 or something like that. And so it's like, we, and we see how this turned this heart away from, from God, you know? He, God tell him, don't, 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 don't multiply your wives, bro. But then he, he want over a thousand women in this rotation. You understand what I'm saying? This, this excessive, it's and, wild it, boy. and it, it's get to the point where it's like, bro, wait, I, I find it hard to believe he wasn't purposely trying to mess with God, bro. Like, mm. because you can't, you going too far. You can't even meet all these women, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, how you how you do that, bro? How you do that, bro? A That's... new one a day, or like, how you do that, bro? Like for three years. <laughs> yeah, for three years, and you just keep doing it again, like every year. Like, I don't understand. Like, like for real, and so we see how to end this. We see how to end this. But Ahab is a man who come like, but let's just be real. I just ain't into God. I just don't like you, bro. Like, I don't like you. Like, I I see everything you could do. I see your power and all that. I just seen into that. You know, and that's how it been with a lot of secular kings in the Bible, bro. Pharaoh saw the same thing. You understand? Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, uh, this we ain't get there yet, but um, the king of the Medes and the Persians during Esther time. When Mordecai and Xerxes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Xerxes, like, when, when he when he gets saved, he was like, no, I issue in a decree, bro, he ain't none of y'all can disrespect the Hebrew God, you know what I mean? Like, this the this the real one, but we ain't hearing where these people actually convert to, to, mm. to, to worshiping the God. We know of Nebuchadnezzar. Mm. Nebuchadnezzar get it for real. Like, God was like, bro, you ain't, you ain't, if you can't hear, you can feel, bro. He ended up being a beast for seven years and... After that, it was like Nebuchadnezzar, like, no, I ain't playing. No, I, I know who God is. You know what I mean? Like, for real, bro. I ain't got you that. You can feel. You can feel. That's how I view Ahab. Ahab, I feel like, has made it a point in his mind that, bro, you could show me everything in the world. Mm-hmm. I just ain't into that. I watch, I watch a, a um, I can't, I think a non denominational Christian, non denominational Christian debate with, on the street with a Jehovah's Witness. Interesting. And he was talking about, and, and this boy, he been to theology school, all type stuff. Like, he, he gets busy, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you understand? A uh, black dude. And he was telling them how we are going to come to different um, understandings because in your Bible, it says specifically this. Mm-hmm. But this is not how the original texts were written. You know, mm-hmm. it was talking about, in the beginning was the word, the word was, was God. Was, was, and so he was, he was basically trying to say, bro, Jesus 
is the creator of the world. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is not a prophet. Jesus is not a man. Jesus is a God, bro, that came to earth in human form, X, Y, Z. And it got to a point where the um the dude was just like, bro, I mean, I just don't agree that, that that's, that's just not what I believe in, you know? And we talk about how the Holy Spirit is the one to, to change hearts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? But at the end of the day, you could put, even as human beings, we could, you could lay everything out. You can mm -hmm. lay everything. I can lay everything out to Steve the way Steve would appreciate something. At the end of the day, we can't force Steve to agree. You could lead a horse to the water, to the well, but you can't make him drink type of situation. Mm -hmm. This was Ahab's opportunity to drink from the word of God, bro. Mm -hmm. To drink from God, bro. This is his opportunity at the well. And he had a lot of opportunities. And he had, he had, a, he had, a, he had a number of opportunities. <laughs> he had opportunities where he was not given grace, where he was on the... He was on the opposite side, where right? he mm -hmm. was the king of Syria, so to speak, in, in them scenarios, right? But now, this is the time when God riding for you. God saying, right, I can, I can show you grace and mercy, but you ain't showing Elijah, bro. But you ain't showing none of the problems. I can show you, I can show you how merciful and loving I am, but ARB, that just ain't, that just ain't him. Mm -hmm. That just ain't him. And it, it go down to Book of Genesis, bro. Free will. It go down to free will, but how much God could, God could give you all type of signs, bro. And God has given us signs. That's the thing, bro. A lot of people feel like, but, but if God real, but he ain't never show me. No, he show you, bro. Multiple times. He show you multiple times, bro. You, yeah. your eyes wasn't open or you just ignore it, bro. Mm -hmm. Straight up ignore it, you know? And we have that ability. And, and God loving us so much, he give us that ability. You can love me if you want to. I want you to love me. But you gotta want to love me. Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, was attempting to extort Ahab, the king of Israel. And while Ahab obliged at first, he decided to stand his ground. When it was time for battle, a prophet approached Ahab and told him that the Lord will grant him victory in this battle and the next battle to come. However, Ahab disobeyed God by sparing the king of Syria. And because of this, it was prophesied that his life should be taken in the place of Ben-Hadad. But we'll talk more about that on the next episode of A Breath of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by Steve Fallot, as well as your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nikaz Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, Make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week.